When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We are home from training camp. And like all good training camps, there are things that everyone is overreacting about. So we're taking a look at those and maybe some things we like to overreact about in general. Mine is, is the heat. Every, I mean, everyone's talking like the 115 degree heat index. That was sure. a rough day. That yeah, was a rough okay, day. Okay. It was yeah. hot. That one was rough. But like, Will, you were inside for yeah. that day. And the Panthers are taking on the Buffalo Bills for week two of the preseason. We're telling you what we'll be looking for. Run game. Run blocking. Yep. The running backs in general. I know Elijah Holyfield did have two touchdowns, um, but their yard per carry average mm-hmm. and their ability to get into the second level wasn't quite there the way I think Ron Rivera wants to see it. All of this and so much more on the group chat. You've been added to the group chat with your friends Caroline Can, Max Henson, and Will Bryan. We are back home. We're not in Spartanburg anymore, people. We're back in Charlotte. How does it feel, guys? It feels great. That, the, yeah. that was such a pause. Yeah. Do you have to think about how great think, it is to be I home? I, this is my just sense, is that we're all pretty tired. I think we're all just still <laughs> kind of like dragging a bit. So there might be some pauses just because it's our reaction time isn't that quick Oh, right completely. Now. I Walking in this morning and everyone's like, oh, welcome back. So great to have you back. And I'm just like, <sighs> yeah. I had to scooter into work. So I don't really have um, the energy for that. There's so many cars in our parking lot here that I came on time for work, ready to get a parking spot, head on in there, took a couple laps, went to another parking lot, went on a lap, then went right back home and got on a scooter and came to work. (laughs) $4.30 later for me to get to work. I'm not bitter about it. That's that's a fun little ride. It though. actually Down kind of Moorhead. was. I thought to myself, I'm not mad about this. This is just not. Yeah. You know, my commute this morning ended up being about 35 minutes, and I live a mile yeah. and a half away. <laughs> that's not ideal. That was just the funny part to me was I I would have been on time. Um, but yeah, that's where we are. We are a little bit tired, but we're home and we're excited about that. I always love training camp. It's fun. It's a. I, I don't like. Name another job where you get to go to sleepaway camp and just watch football for like three weeks and do nothing else. There is no other responsibility that you have while you are there other than watch football. Yes? It's true. Yeah. And I think it's a good, it's it's like team bonding for the players. It's also for like our staff. Mm-hmm. You're all down there together. Everyone's like tired and sweaty and dealing <laughs> with the same stuff. No one likes being in the dorms. But you're like, it's there's a camaraderie that comes through, like all going through that together, which I've always liked. Misery loves company. Exactly. And so if you don't like the dorms, there's about 100 other people that don't enjoy dorms as well. Unless you're the lucky list of people that get to stay in the Marriott in Spartanburg. Yeah, I'm trying to get on that list next year. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I kind of like 
I, I like the dorm life. I like the a dorm bit. life too. You know, it, it's it, it brings you back. Uh, although I I think that my dorms and my college were better than those. Yeah. Well, I have I actually cannot complain at all. The women yeah. of the Panthers. Let's hear this. Yeah. We get like these Southern style homes that <laughs> yeah. have four bedroom apartments oh, in yeah. them. So I don't like I cannot kitchen complain. living room everything yeah. right. Except for they're extremely empty with no furniture in them, except for like a table and four chairs. So everything echoes. So like in the morning, <laughs> if you're trying to get up and be quiet, like I will get up earlier and have to do my hair and makeup and get ready to be on camera. And I'm like tiptoeing around, still making so much noise. So there's so many stories from Spartanburg uh, that we will probably share over the course of these next few weeks. But out of Spartanburg comes over reactions we've already named brian burns going to the hall of fame for sure his bust <laughs> is being made in canton as we speak uh, i think curtis samuel I, he'll be the league mvp if oh my god if yeah. our fans have anything to, if we have anything to say about it, are you kidding like <laughs> we curtis were the, hype where is it wasn't it just you who was talking about it was gonna be a top five receiver oh in the yeah, last yeah. listen I'm, two thousand yard receiver yeah. <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's I'm what's happening it. i'm on it let's go no but we do love spartanburg for many reasons and one is the overreaction so welcome to the group chat that's what we're talking about today we're going to talk about some overreactions that always come out of camp and then we're just going to turn the table to what are some other things that we like to overreact about and if you as always want to join this conversation Hit us up on Twitter. We always love to hear uh, what you guys have to say. So let's go first with you guys. Whoever wants to go first, what was an overreaction that came out of Spartanburg? Uh, I'll go back to like the beginning of camp, and I felt like one of the big overreactions was everybody's thoughts on Greg Little early on. Mm. You know, here was this rookie, second round pick, thrown into the fire, uh, and in the one on one drills, things didn't always go great. And of course, we're out there with our phones sharing. The video, five-second video on Twitter, and everyone's making all these judgments. You, you said Brian Burns is getting his bust made in the Hall of Fame. Everybody was saying Greg Little was a bust, period. And it just wasn't the case. Um, as you, as we saw by the end of training camp, I thought he made some real strides, uh, particularly in these joint practices with Buffalo, going up against Jerry Hughes, who's a really good veteran edge rusher. I thought he held his own. Uh, so, yeah, everybody just kind of had to cool it a little bit on Greg Little, give him some time but for all these young guys. They're not all going to come out the gate making plays left and right. Sometimes it takes a little bit of adjustment adjustment period, and I thought Greg definitely, by the time we got to the end of camp, it was, okay, he's, he's coming along. I think you look at most of this rookie class all kind of put into places where um, they've they've really had a, a lot to learn in systems. You know, for, for Christian Miller, you know, there's a lot to learn in the position that he's playing. Yep. Greg Little, I mean, left tackle. You don't just slide into left tackle. Yeah, like, and be an all star. Deal like, with that, that's Mario, Bruce right. Irvin, yeah. Brian Burns. Like, okay, yeah, different. Yeah. So I, I think I think that certainly shows both uh, how hard it is to learn that, but also give credit to to Greg that he's the type of guy that he didn't let it get him down. Um, Agreed. I mean, in this yeah. day and age, when it doesn't take much to go on Twitter and see what people are saying about yourself, um, and he 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 worked hard. You know, he's got a great attitude about all this, and he spent all the time you know learning. In, trying to get better and listening to Coach Masco and the veterans ahead of him. Well, Ron Rivera had an interesting point about – I asked him about the offensive lines in our production meetings, and he – I just feel like offensive lines, they always have this attitude about them, and when they walk in, it's like you either know they're like a nasty offensive line that are just oozing with confidence, and there's normally like one old-school guy that kind of like leads them around. And so losing 
a key piece of that old school. I was like, what is this offensive line now like? And so we kind of broke it down of the, the first string. They're still trying to figure out their identity, which I thought was interesting. Okay, you're going through this as one. And he even brought it up on the last day of camp of, you know, we still need these guys to play and figure out how to work with each other. Um, I think Trey Turner said dance with one another is what they're learning. So then – he did bring up this second string, though, and that's where Greg was getting a lot of snaps at the beginning of camp. And he said that, you know, the way that Matt's go coaches is very technical. So it's like first step here, second step here, and then that kind of puts you into position. And that the second group was so technical and so worried about first step, second step, mm-hmm. making sure they're in the right, as they're trying to figure out their dance with one another. And I think when you look back at Greg Little coming out – of, of college, you kind of get in this routine of you know how to play with a guy next to you, you're very familiar with everything, you're a senior, and then you get thrown into everything is brand new, Oh, and I need you to pay attention to the details of your first step and your second step and probably your third step and why didn't you do this, and then if you don't do it, you're going to get yelled at uh, for not doing it, and Twitter is going to talk about it. So I, I was very impressed in Chicago. I think it was nice to see him just react and you could see, you know, I, I don't know what that first and second step exactly is, but you could just see him kind of settle back in because even Rivera said, you see these guys revert back mm-hmm. to their old ways of if they're in college, they revert back to high school. And, you know, in, in the pros, they revert back to college. So I thought it was really nice to see him kind of like relax a little bit out there in a game and play and then come into that next week a lot more confident at training camp. So that's a really good one because that was one where everyone was saying, oh, gosh, like Greg Little is not right. – going to do it. But then he goes yep. out in Chicago, and I thought he did a great job of yep. picking up the most intimate threat to the quarterback. Um, so I thought that was really good. Let's go with you uh, over there, McFadden. Um, I, mine is is the heat. Like, I felt like every, I mean, everyone's talking like the 115 degree heat index. That was sure. a rough day. That yeah, was a rough okay, day. Okay. It was hot. That one was rough. But like, Well, you were inside for yeah. that day. I, we, I was. I came out oh there. We got to out there. Standing out there for two and a half hours versus... Forty-five minutes is is different. Okay, whatever <laughs> is different. Whatever. I'm and sorry he that even was some... like he walked out and was like, I don't think this feels like the hottest day. I'm like, dude, you've been here for ten minutes. He's still got goosebumps from the air conditioning blasting in the students. Pretty center. much. But so you like, know what? Pretty Continue. Much. You know what? Go on. Well, now, now I have nothing to say. <laughs> no. Overall, I think your point is yes. You, you do have a point. You have to week. acknowledge the 115 heat index day. Yes. Was yes. Really that, hot. that that day was hot. Yes. Because. Um, and, and it's all about, so like, I'm curious y'all's perspective. Do you like the short sleeves, not a lot of clothing? And we, we were talking about like, it's more of a sear feeling. You feel like the sun is searing your could, skin could versus, versus skin. like <laughs> the sauna of having long mm-hmm. sleeves. You don't feel the searing sensation. It just kind of feels like an overall kind of sauna I have under, to go the, under your long sleeves. I have to go You searing like the searing? Because I can't. I like cannot sweat like I'm in a sauna and then be asked to go on camera mm. in two hours right. afterwards. Yeah. So Different I deal. have to do that. I did on the day after the 115, it was very humid and I wore leggings mm. and was in a sauna. And I, I mean, I, the last two days of camp, those weren't even the hottest days, but the last two days, I don't know if it was my attitude that I was ready to go home <laughs> or if it was the humidity. I will say that I believe the humidity, the last two days that we were there, it was the highest yeah, it was the, right. of yeah. all camp. I, mm, I can't even talk about how sweaty I was. It's just <laughs> disgusting. But I, I feel I feel like every time after practice, the players are oh, you know they're asked about how hot it was, and like, eh. you know, I mean, it's the south, it's, a, it's the yeah. summer, and then all it's the people that are talking about thing. it are all you know the people standing around under a tent that are tweeting about how hot they are. I, I don't know. Are I feel you, like it's an overreaction. I think. <laughs> 
you're wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have stayed. I'm just kidding. Inside. I think I mean in you the air have a point. Most of the deck. You have a point, but the I think this was a very mild training camp for the Heat. Yeah, except I would for agree. the last right. three days. I think the last three days was over it. The first and the week heat was like was first really was nice. fine. Yeah, it was like very like comfortable almost, which was weird. And then it sort of cranked up a little bit. But yeah, has but anyone the- seen the video? I don't know what team it was, and I wish I knew. But there's a a receiver lining up, and a DB is across from him, and the receiver throws up and oh, then no. runs the route. Like, oh, continues, God. and, and they, it was going around on Twitter because it was like, this is training camp. Guys, that actually happens. I saw yeah. Gerald McCoy on the sideline yeah. getting sick yeah. and then just put his helmet back on it's and gross. run back out yeah. there. Like, it's hot. Mm-hmm. These guys are having to just exert all this energy, and if they don't, they're getting called out for it. But then they can come and they can sit under the medical tent and get the, the fans going and the misters. But yeah. I, I mean, when I saw that from Gerald, I thought, this is peak training camp. Like, we're... We're here. It's so hot. It was 115 the day before. They're trying to recover from that while having another team in town. And and poor Gerald McCoy. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. the only one. He was just the one that I happened to be it's, like, Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned McCoy, to. too, because I asked him after the 115 day. I was like, so I know you said back in the spring, like down in Tampa, it's so hot, like you can literally see your soul leave your body as you're practicing. <laughs> so I was like, this was, this was pretty much just like that. And he was like, not even close. He yeah. still says Tampa wow. was much just, more thick and humid, yeah. so I guess he's different. he's he yeah. was used to it. If yeah. you if you guys happen to watch Cart Talk with Bill Voth and Trey Boston, uh, Trey was uh, talking about being in Arizona and how it was the it dry. Was, heat. It was actually a hundred like twenty in the actual temperature, not just the heat index. And everyone's like, oh well, you know, it's Trey. It's a dry heat. It's totally better. He's like, no, it's not. It's, it's still, still really hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just, that is true. Everybody says that. Everyone's oh, always like, it's a dry heat. heat. What does that even mean? It's still heat. <laughs> it's yeah. just really hot. <laughs> I'm going to go. My overreaction is a little bit pre-training camp here, but I think what training camp did, I'm going to go a little bit on the max side of things. Okay. I mean, the number one thing I heard when I was hired here was, can you play safety? Mm-hmm. Okay, And I think yeah. everyone's been freaking out about what is this secondary going to look like. I like them. Yeah. I like the secondary. I think it's it's something that has maybe calmed down a little bit, but if there's ever a chance for anyone to say something about the secondary, they jump on it and, yep. oh, you know, they didn't do this. But we saw so many pass breakups. I think getting Trey Boston back kind of helps even out that secondary a little bit. But I like what we saw out of the secondary. I, I think they're starting to come together. I think Coach Fuel is – an excited human being when oh, yeah. he's when he's watching these guys and something I learned at training camp was for every interception that they have during training camp he puts twenty dollars into a pot and for every I don't know if it's like a, a missed opportunity Everyone or exactly what it yeah. is yeah. they have to put twenty dollars into yeah. it and uh, they're all going to go to dinner when we're in New England yeah. they're going to the, have a, the they're going to have a nice meal they're going to have a lot so, of yes, money because they're, they're, they're paying for <laughs> yeah they they're going to have I don't know who's put more money in um, in that group. But they're going to have a really nice meal. And I just think that's one that maybe people aren't overreacting about now, but I think in the off season it was definitely something that was like, we have to get someone in. Can you play safety? Right. I, I will say Coach Fuel, though, like, kind of plays into it because he did come over to me a couple of times during training camp and ask, well, why are you not practicing yeah. today? Or, you know, where are your reps? I mean, he hears it, too. They get it. It's, it's something. But I, I like the secondary. I think getting the help up front on the defensive line is going to help them a lot. But – I think it's, that was one of the overreactions. I, think you're, I mean, you're so right. The offseason was full of everybody complaining that they hadn't brought in a safety. And it, it's, it's, I don't know how many times you have to say it, but like 
the roster process is ongoing. Mm-hmm. It was like I want it done every, in a right. day, Max. Everybody wanted Trey Boston, and it was like. Sure enough, you wait a little while. Trey Boston shows up to training camp. He's a Carolina Panther. It's like so, it all worked out in the end. To piggyback off the secondary thing, I I will say one of my like potential overreactions is the fact that they made a bunch of plays in the ball, but didn't pick off a lot of passes. And it got to a point where Eric Reed was like, "Guys, what's going on here? It's mm-hmm. like we got to hit the jugs machine or something because we can't be dropping these opportunities yeah. come game time." They. Nothing in football is more important than the turnover battle. If you're getting takeaways, you're going to win games. If you're not getting takeaways, you're going to have a hard time winning games. So I hope that they can kind of get over the, the drops. The, they get on the jugs machine, and they figure out a way to make sure they're not dropping those opportunities because that, that would concern me a little bit. If It's one thing to be there and make plays in the ball, but if you're not able to get those interceptions when they come to you, uh, that can be problematic. So. Looking for that to turn around as the preseason continues, and, and that's one of those things that it, it can go in in cycles really quickly. Yeah, you know, they we two, a couple of years ago the interceptions were way down, and the guys just said when they come they're going to come, mm-hmm. and it, it really it can go both ways when when one person drops another person drops, and all of a sudden everyone you kind of have that like drop bias, yeah. you know, like yeah. everything's mm-hmm. getting dropped, and hopefully it can kind of turn the other way of you know someone gets a pick, right, and then. Next person becomes a, a little contagious. It, everything yeah. gets contagious yeah. and starts rolling the right direction. Well, let's go a little bit off script, off football for a minute. I want other overreactions. What are we overreacting about just in general? You starting us off? All right. So <laughs> every city I've ever lived in, there's been this narrative that they think they have the worst drivers in the world. <laughs> Like it, people, people in <laughs> Charlotte love yeah. to talk about how bad drivers are in Charlotte. I'm like, whatever. I mean, like, everyone's on their phone texting and Instagramming, so everyone's mostly bad anyway. But, no, there's nothing about Charlotte. Yeah, where are the good drivers? Right. What, like, what city's like, oh, my God, if I went city. to in Minneapolis, uh, have you been there? that's they're, they're where the so good drivers good are. In Minnesota? Like, you will no. cruise down the road and not have any Every, issues. Everyone so in New good. York said New York had the worst drivers. <laughs> L.A. has the worst drivers. Oh, Charlotte now has the worst drivers. Are you kidding me? That's Come on. That's a good one. Stop. That's a good one. Stop it. Ooh, I really yeah. like that one. Mine is just Twitter in general. Yeah. Twitter, period. That's it. End of story. That's the tweet. Twitter. <laughs> Just anything that you put out there, someone will overreact. I hope positively, but probably not. No. It's not a positive place, generally. No. 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 And when it is like when it is a positive place, that's nice. But man, when it becomes a negative place, I got ugh, no yikes. Fun. But that's no a fun. Twitter. That's it. We don't really have to talk about it anymore. Everyone out there, you agree with me. Yep. Everywhere on Twitter. Max. Mine um is after I'm from New Jersey, I went to school in Wisconsin, living in Charlotte for the last eight years. Anytime the weather forecast even has like a hint of snow coming, the overreaction is just comical. I mean, to the point where you try to go into the grocery store and the shelves are empty because everyone is preparing for the fact that they might not be able to leave their homes for a few months. Like, it's, it's why, insane. Why are they only getting bread and milk? Bread and milk. I don't know why I, that's I mean, a thing. Wh- it's just like why, always. Why bread and milk? Because like, milk like, is not good. I mean, I don't know. Milk's going to spoil. It's a great point. I don't know. I'm like, not sure. It's just a thing people do. Yeah, but, but I don't get how did that get started? I mean, what, you're just going to have, like... I guess get it now because you won't be able to, and, like, it will spoil, so oh, it's like this is your okay. last chance to get it. Like, how, you can how, get it. how often do you guys just get milk from the grocery never. store? Right. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not I mean, a thing. Like it's not so a thing. until say, snow is in the forecast. <laughs> I never can eat milk now. <laughs> but I will say, so I grew up in the Carolinas, as many people know. Yeah, I went and lived in Indianapolis, and okay, I, so you got I some moved, snow there. Yes, I learned. Uh, I was there for three years, but my first winter in Indianapolis, I lived downtown Indianapolis. The uh, my office was on the west side of town, about fifteen minutes away. So the first time that snow was in the forecast, I'm downtown at my apartment living by myself, feeling really good about life, and all of a sudden I see that there's snow coming. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, being from the Carolinas, I'm expecting, like, you know, a delay. Or they might even cancel work because it's going to snow and I can't get in there. So I make the southern mistake of texting my coworkers. (laughs) And I'm just like, hey, um, when you know, how do we keep up with the office tomorrow? They're like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, like with it snowing, you know, how do we do our, a delay? They're going to cancel, you know, close the office, work from home. And I mean, every single one of my coworkers was from Indianapolis and they were like, see, what's going to happen is you're going to get up in the morning at your normal time. You're going to get in your car and you're going to drive to work. And I was like, but it might snow. And they're like, Caroline, yeah. your your mind is about <laughs> yep. to be blown in yep. the morning when you just get up. And I did. It was hard. There was a little bit of ice coming out of my parking garage. It was beautiful on the way to work. They, yeah. I mean, I will say this. I believe at one time in the state of South Carolina, there were two snow plows yeah. in the for whole state. the entire state. Yeah, and yeah. when it snowed, they all went to Columbia because that's the government right. buildings. Like they had right. someone out there, please correct me on that because I've used that stat. To save me many times. So if if I'm wrong, we need a fact check. D- if I'm wrong, yeah. if I'm wrong, please DM me. We're not going to make that public knowledge. If I'm right, <laughs> just tweet at me and say <laughs> right, yes, right. you're completely right. Of there course. were only two. I freaked out. So I'm with you. After that, I did cry my first winter as well up there because it was just, so cold. Yeah. I was buying a Christmas tree at Target. It was fake, but I still have it. And it's great. And I was trying to put that in my car. Yeah. It was eight <laughs> degrees outside. No, no, it's not. It was fun, starting no. to snow and it was windy. And I couldn't get the Christmas tree in the car. First Christmas, not with my family as well. So that played into it a yeah, little bit. I hear you. And mm-hmm. I have tears coming out of my eyes thinking that are freezing. What is freezing this yeah. place? tears. The icicles now. Yeah. What is this place? Why yeah. is it so cold? But then, you know, second second winter we had like negative teen days in a row. I was like, fine. Yeah. You kind of get used to it. Is Indy colder than Wisconsin? No. No, Wisconsin's, Wisconsin's cold. I mean, you're talking about the frozen tundra up there. Yeah. But, uh, and, but for I mean, my southern uh, Indy bones, is no Indy, gets, Indy gets cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But cold. you make a good point. The, like, those, Indianapolis, Wisconsin, Minnesota, whatever, like, they're prepared for snow. Mm-hmm. So, like, it'll snow, like, a foot. And the next day, like, the roads are good. Like, oh, yeah. Everyone's going to work. Sure, by the, by the, in that an night, hour, the roads are good. Down, down south. It snows an inch or two, and there's no one's prepared. So, yeah, like a week, it's a bit of a mess. However, I will say, uh, my one of the first problems I had in Indiana, I slept on the interstate because they did not predict this ice storm was coming, and I get on the interstate coming back from playing like some intramural game at 11:30 at night, and I notice that there's some traffic on the interstate. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try and go back roads. Problem number one, never go backwards. Okay, so I go across this bridge, and I'm sliding across the bridge. I was like, okay, here's problem number two. I then decide to turn around and go back across the same bridge. I know. So I go across that same bridge to get onto the interstate. By the time I get on the interstate, there was a wreck that I could see, but the tow truck could not get there. The uh, Two tow trucks slid off the road trying to get to them. 
I drive like Jeez. a two-door Honda Accord. It's not off-roading anything. So I get stuck here and sleep on the interstate until 5.30. No way. To the point that you, like, who am I going to tell? Right. You know? Like, yeah. I can't tell anyone. They can't come get me. My parents are still in the Carolinas. I can't call them. You know? So I just. I'd probably still call my mom in that nope, situation. I didn't. Because what is she going to do? What can Freak you do? out mom, for the like, whole night? Yeah. You got to do something I, I, didn't, I didn't want them to stay. I was going to be fine. The, the police officers had gotten there. So they were sitting up there like, I was safe. Ish. Cold. Man. No, the, I had full tank of gas, so oh. I was able to keep my car running the whole night. I was warm. I did sleep for a little bit. It was fine. That's yeah. a story, though. You came away yeah. with some stories. My first winter in Indy was... Oof. See? So, yeah. you know what? People out there keep overreacting about your snow, because I now know, but my first winter out there, I was not prepared, because no one down here prepares <laughs> you for a real winter. Have I have you, I've you had a snow a day. Winter? Yeah, yeah. So I was I was in New you York. Spent for some time years. in New York. I was oh, in yeah. New York, and so like my story was the first real snow that we were getting. It was like you know four inches or something overnight was what the maybe maybe it was twelve inches, maybe it was two. I don't know. They all seemed the same. And the um, I was living in uh, kind of a house, and the landlord lived above me in the house, and he kind of like rapped in the door. He's like, "Hey, you good for tomorrow?" I'm like, "Yeah." I mean, I got like a ice scraper and stuff. He's like, "No, no, no." no. Are you good for tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, I got an ice scraper. I'll just, you know, push it off and stuff. He's like, nope. Comes back five minutes later. He had or he had like four shovels. Yeah. And he's like, you just this, you just take this one. <laughs> he's like, you're, I'm gonna I'm gonna shovel the walk to the street, and then you're on your own for your car. I would suggest you do it twice because it's gonna be coming down hard. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking? I mean, it hour an hour at least the next morning of shoveling. And the worst is when the uh, the the street ones come by and then they pile it mm. up more on your car from the streets and then you have to get that snow off yeah too. yeah man we really got off off topic here in the group chat I mean, how did this we go from like it was time. really hot in spartanburg to man all that Here's snow. A good winter story but guys the good news is we don't have to worry about this for months okay so it's still nice speaking outside. of it's going to be beautiful this fall i i've got to i've got to do a panther stat guide thing right before we go on to our next stuff so i saw this from brad panovich that apparently since they've been tracking almanacs, it has never not snowed in Charlotte at least once. Wow. Every year it snowed at least once in Charlotte. For a did place you, that doesn't get snow, it did, snowed at least once every year. That's a great Google? streak. Did you Google this? No, it's called from your favorite place, the Twitter. Mm, you just follow him? Yeah, you should follow him. He's kind I of will. a big deal. He's kind of a big guy. deal in Charlotte. Dang, I'm sorry. I don't follow him yet. Yeah. Brad okay. Panovich. All right, I'll follow him. People There's another him. people out there listening. Go, uh, we just gave a little plug there. We did. Go follow him. Um, all right, well, let's go f- back to football since, you know, this is a Panthers podcast. Let's go Panthers versus Bills. What do we mm. want to see that we didn't see maybe in Chicago or we've seen in practice that we haven't seen in a game? What are you looking for? You want me to start things off? Well, I mean, you you, you kind of already took a little bit what I was looking at. What just, was that? Just turnovers. Yeah, okay. There, there, are, there are no turnovers yeah. in Chicago. You had the, the peanut punch from Calden, but uh, Great Panthers, play, by the Panthers way. didn't peanut recover punch. it. <laughs> peanut punch. Peanut Tillman, yep. who tweeted about it, uh, incidentally. I thought Rashawn, you know, there was there was that play and then that blitz. Where oh, no, yeah, where it looked like it potentially you know, they called it a forward pass. but yeah. Very close to a, a sack fumble, but right. yeah, I mean— Rashawn was around the ball two times, nearly forcing takeaways that right. just didn't turn out that way. But, yeah, I see your point on that. I'll, I'll say um, run game, run blocking, yep. the running backs in general. I know Elijah Holyfield did have two touchdowns, um, but their yard per carry average mm-hmm. and their ability to get into the second level wasn't quite there the way I think Ron Rivera wants to see it. 
Um, hopefully, we get to see Jordan Scarlett exactly. out there. We didn't get yep. to see him in the preseason opener. It'd be nice to see what the uh, rookie from Florida can do. So I'll be looking at their running game in particular. I want to see more starters. There were 22 players that did not play against Chicago. I just want to see some of them. I think it was a great opportunity for the depth and those guys fighting for roster spots to get that debut and kind of get that out of their system, per se. But I am excited to see at home um, some starters out there and playing it. I think it may be a series or two. I don't think we see anything crazy from them um, because they are taking this like overly cautious approach to the preseason, which I'm all for. But I'm in, I, I just want to see what can they really look like because we've seen it so many days in training camp of man that looks really good or that you know that's a really good flash I thought Ron Rivera made a good point too of in practice even with the Bills they're sharing scripts hey here's what we're gonna do all right cool the Bills are like great this is what we're gonna do but the game there is none of that so we we saw them practice it it was great joint practices but from like the oh my gosh factor there wasn't anything that I think made me just like jump up and down so I want to see that in the game when it's the starters out there What do they really look like? Um, More so on defense, I'm excited to see that. I want to see Cam Newton and Curtis Samuel do what they do in practice, like in a game. Then we can start overreacting even more. Um, (laughs) But I want to see on defense, those defensive starters, because I think that's where a lot of the question marks lie. We've seen great things from training camp, but what do they look like when it actually and, and can that pressure continue? You know, five sacks in the first game. Well, even Ron Rivera said that there were some sacks left out there. Right. That when they went back and watched, they were like, man, we missed. You already, you know, get the numbers and stat line that you did, but you're saying you left some out there. How many? <laughs> like, how many did you leave out there? So then there's still a ton to see. This is only preseason game number two um, against the Buffalo Bills, but it'll be ex- certainly exciting to watch. And if you have any overreactions out there, please let us know. We always enjoy interacting with you guys on the place of overreactions, Twitter. Uh, But thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you again next week on the group chat. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.